Yo, what up? Today, I'm here. It's been a while since I've done a podcast, and I'm going to just be honest. I try my best to do these, and I've definitely been slacking. It's just been a lot going on in my life, been busy. Some of you may follow me on Instagram, so, you know, that may be where you get my snippets of wisdom or my nuggets there, but... To those of you that have been waiting and saying, Jesse, when you finna do another podcast? Here we go. We're doing it right now. So I wanted to talk about Kingdom Connections today because I think this is very important. Um, and I think the right perspective when it comes to this is extremely important. What I've noticed is obviously as Christians, it is biblical for us to have community. It is. It is. It is the way God designed us to function. We are not function to rely on community, but we are people that need community. We are supposed to have community in our lives. And that's not a bad thing. That is something that the Lord wants for us to have because community can cause us to prosper. Even when it comes to shortcomings in your walk with Christ. The Bible says, confess your sins unto one to another and that you may be healed. Or even if there's sickness, the Bible even says, if any if any is sick among you, right, let him call for the elders to pray for him. All of these aspects have to deal with having community or even the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of yourselves, the assembly of the brethren, rather. So community is very important. So kingdom connections are biblical. But I think as people of God, we have to be very discerning because just because somebody is in the kingdom does not mean that they are your connection. And the reason why I'm saying this is because as human beings, we do not have the capacity to be closely connected to everyone that we come into contact with. It would drain us, right? We are not God. The only one that is able to have a strong connection with every human being that is on earth is God himself because he's the creator. He's the maker. So, of course, things are different for him because his capacity is eternal and never ending. But us, we are finite human beings. And so why a lot of people are drained in this life is because They try to be connected to every single freaking person that is on planet Earth. Now, why they could do this is a couple of reasons. One of it could be is because they lack discernment. Another reason it could be is because of rejection. And for me, I didn't necessarily say I moved in this because of a lack of discernment, but I would say I moved in this because of rejection. I struggled with rejection very heavily. So when I first got saved, there was a part of me that wanted to be connected to everybody. There was a part of me that looked up to people that I honestly had no business looking up to. And I guess you could say that happened because of a lack of discernment, but mainly it was because I felt rejected and I wanted to fit in you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, people want to belong. People want to be included in things. So I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong 
with you having a desire to wanting to belong. But I think if that desire is not checked, it will have you start connecting yourself to your to foolishness. So what I would do is I would try my best to, you know, check in on people and say hi and call people and text people and follow people on Instagram out of my rejection. And it was just too much. And I finally matured and came to a decision in myself to where I said, you know what? I'm happy with my circle. And that is the one thing that I want to encourage you to do is to be satisfied with your circle because God has a circle for you. God has a group of people that are anointed and graced for you. And it doesn't mean that everybody else is bad or doesn't have capacity or doesn't have a place to where they can be, doesn't have a place in God where they are mature to handle you. But what it does mean is just not everybody is called to walk with you closely. Jesus had the 12. And then even in the midst of the 12, he had the three that he was close to. And in the midst of the three, he had John the beloved, you know, so even Jesus had boundaries. And I think us as Christians, we need to ask the Lord and seek the Lord and say, God, what does it look like to establish relational boundaries as a Christian? Because people's feelings get hurt very easily. And a lot of times, yeah, we can be harsh or we can be um, too blunt. But another time, uh, other times it could be because they are dealing with rejection. And so they misinterpret our boundary as I'm not wanted. I'm not important. Nobody loves me when it's not that it's just there's not mutual consent in advancing this relationship. And that's OK, you know. But I think as Christians, one, it is important that when we get saved, we truly understand the need for the presence of God with community, because a lot of people substitute community with devotion to the father. And it's not to say that you don't need to hang out with people or you don't need to be around people. But what I notice about people who truly live with God and with his presence and are truly productive people is that they don't have to be around everybody all the time. They don't need to be hanging out every day, but they are okay with being alone. And I think more so the true sobering question that we should ask here is, are you okay with being alone? Are you okay with being by yourself? Now, <clears throat> the Bible says it is not good for man to dwell alone or to be alone. And that concept is more so referring to living a life by yourself, going day by day by yourself. So you should not live your life in isolation because the Bible also says that a prideful man isolates himself and he seeks his own desire. So it's one thing to be satisfied in being alone, then intentionally isolating yourself from community. So the people who isolate themselves from community, those are prideful people. And they're not just prideful, but they're also fearful. Because when you are amongst community, more of who you are begins to get confronted. 
And the reason why community is such a beautiful thing is because in addition to the word of God being a mirror, community is a mirror. If you truly have good, healthy, godly community, you should leave gatherings questioning how much you look like God. You should leave gatherings with the Holy Spirit convicting you, not even necessarily because you did anything wrong. But when you're amongst people, it shows who you really are to yourself. And so there's been many of there's been plenty of times where I've hung out with my friends and I've left the hangout convicted or I've thought about the hangout and I was convicted, not necessarily all the time because I did something. But when you're around people and you get to hear the perspectives of people or the way that people talk or the way that people operate, that could pull you into a higher place and it can convict you and it can it can make you ask yourself, OK, am I truly operating the way that Jesus would want me to operate in this season fully? And then you have the people um, the people that, yeah, I said the people that isolate themselves are afraid, but then you have the people that they are settled in being alone. What that simply means is God has been opened. They have opened their heart to the Lord to touch their voids and to fill their voids. Because at the end of the day, you can have as much community as you want. You can have as many friends as you want. But at the end of the day, the Bible says that Jesus is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother which means that the level of intimacy that you desire is not going to be found in a person. A person can provide intimacy for you, but if you have that intimacy without Jesus, you will still be empty because there is only a cry there there is only one person that can answer the true cry of intimacy and what that is. This is why people get married and are empty. This is why people can have satisfying sexual experiences but still be empty. And it's because they have gone to the full extent of intimacy with a person, whether if it be physically or emotionally or mentally, but they lack intimacy with the Lord. And that is what we need. We need intimacy with Jesus. And so what I'm getting at is a balance. I'm getting at a balance at, are you the type of person where you always have to be amongst people or are you the type of person that is balanced enough to know when God is calling you to prayer or when to simply just be by yourself? See, you can also fellowship with yourself. You can also just chill with yourself. You know, you can take yourself out on dates. I started taking myself out on dates like two years ago, and it's one of the best things that I've ever done. Or journaling. Journaling is so dope. Journaling is a way that you can hang out with yourself. Why? Because you're putting your thoughts to paper. So you're studying yourself. You are being intentional to understand more of who you are. Journaling with journaling your thoughts is a form of fellowship with yourself. And this is important because you need to know yourself. You need to know who you are. You need to understand who you are. The Bible even says, love your neighbor as yourself. So we have people out here formulating relationships, but they don't even know who they are. This is why, and I know a lot of people aren't going to agree with this, <clears throat> but I feel like personally, when you get into the faith, you don't need to be dating. When you first get into the faith, you don't need to be dating because you need to be figuring out who the Messiah is. 
You need to be reading the word of God. You need to be praying and developing your relationship with God. I don't I personally do not feel that you need to be having a romantic partner as soon as you get in the faith because it's a distraction. You don't even know who Jesus is yet. So how do you know what it means to love somebody? You don't know what love is. Jesus is love. God is love. So romance came from him. So your ability to be romantic or loving is void of the person who created it. So point blank period, <clears throat> I believe every person that comes in the faith needs to have a season where they are single and they just enjoy the fellowship of being friends with people, of enjoying people's presence. Because if not, this is where idolatry comes into play. Because you will have couples that come into the uh, faith dating and they start to idolize each other. They start to move too fast and they want to get married and they know good and well they're not prepared for marriage because being prepared for marriage is not just about who you are externally or about the money you have or about the job that you have, but it's about who you are internally. And that can only be done through the work of the Holy Spirit. So when it comes to kingdom connections, you have to ask yourself, are you satisfied with who God has created you to be? And also, not everybody's called to be your connection in the kingdom because, honestly, not everybody who says they're in the kingdom is actually in the kingdom. And it's a sad reality. But I've come to find out that not everybody is truly devoted to the Lord the way that they claim. And I think what God desires for us to do is he desires for us to wait and watch the fruits of these people. Jesus said, ye shall know them by their fruits. So it's important to watch the fruit of these people. It's important to watch the lifestyle of these people and to see who they are behind closed doors. Because I have been, let me tell you something. I have been so utterly shocked at the people who I thought would be my friends for a lifetime. And after just seeing, I'm like, no, their character is not trustworthy. They are not, they are not who they say they are. They move funny. And I am grateful because I believe the Lord rescued me from creating faulty connections. Now, there are those times where new people will come into your life and you may feel the affirmation of the Holy Spirit to get close to them. Trust the Holy Spirit. Trust the Holy Ghost, because though that, that is a real thing, because I felt that there have been people that have come into my life that I haven't known for even two years. But I feel so close to them, and there's a part of me that knows that they will be in my life for the long haul. And that's okay, because at the same time, friendship is done by the spirit, not by the natural. Natural elements do affect friendship, but you should really be guided by the spirit of God concerning your friendship. Because the Holy Spirit cares about your friends more than you do. The Bible says bad company corrupts good character. Did you know that the Holy Spirit is more invested in your personal life than you are? <laughs> and how do I know that? Because he's perfect and you're not. How do I know that? Because he has to chastise you and correct you when you're wrong. So trusting the Holy Spirit with your friendship connections, your kingdom connections matters so much. And it's important because in these days, especially as a Christian, not everybody that claims to be a Christian is a Christian. People serve a different Jesus. People believe in a different God than we do. And so 
it's really important for you to just see what people's values are, the type of preaching, the type of doctrine that people believe is accurate. You know, if you're going to form these brotherly and sisterly bonds, these are things, man, that you really have to evaluate and look at. And you have to know your self-worth enough to say, no, I am not going to be connected with this person. No, I am not going to move closer to this person. And sometimes people aren't even reaching out because they want to be friends. People are reaching out because they want to be connected to what's on your life. I have seen people stay connected to a certain person or to have a connection in their back pocket because they know who that person is going to be. It's happened to me. People have reached out to me and the Holy Ghost has the Holy Ghost has shown me you don't want to get to know me. You just know that I'm gifted. You just know where I'm going and you discern it so you want to be connected to me. But you're not you're not really reaching out to me because of genuine relationship and you want to be my friend. But you see where I'm going and you want to be connected. You're an opportunist. And I see that. And so you got to know that because they're real out here. And it's so unfortunate. And I think as the body of Christ, this is something that I was saying with my video on Instagram. We truly need to adopt the fear of the Lord at a greater level. And we need to adopt a, a greater humility in the body of Christ because these connections, a lot of times these connections are established out of pride or out of arrogance and out of desires to be promoted. But if we were just humble, we would recognize that promotion doesn't come from the East or from the West, but it comes from God. So especially to those that are called to ministry, called to business, you don't have to connect to people to get your business to be blown on by God or your ministry. If God called you to the masses, he'll have you connected to the right people, but you don't have to branch out prematurely because you feel like he's not doing his job correctly as your brand ambassador. Because if you're really doing this the right way, you should be exalting his brand and not yours, or your brand should be an extension of his if this is really what it is. So you have to challenge yourself as well. Why do you want to be connected to people? Why is it these specific people are the people that you want to be connected with? Is it because that God truly has an assignment for you all? Or is it just a person that you feel like is cool and you want to be connected with? And if that's the case, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But I think let's not put God on it. Let's not call it a kingdom connection. Let's just say it's a connection that you wanted and you felt like the person was cool and you enjoyed them because there's nothing wrong with that. But I think we put God on things that he ain't on. And we we make things deeper than what they are when it's simply just, oh, you like this person and you wanted to become connected with them. And God used it as a dope friendship. But there's other things. There's other times where God is truly stirring you to rebuild a connection, to become cool with somebody that you were once cool with or to make this new friend that you've never been cool with in your life. But God has had his hand on it. There's a difference with that kind of stuff, but you have to be a discerner of the spirit. You have to watch these people by their fruits. And 
I think something I've learned is just it's so important to watch people. I know I said that earlier, but it's so important to watch people's fruit because you cannot beat time. So if you're not holy, time will tell. If you're not truly praying, time will tell. If you're not bearing the fruit of the Spirit, time will tell. You cannot trick the Holy Ghost. And that's what I tell people all the time is you have people that quote scripture. You have people that prophesy. You have people that speak in tongues. That's fine. All of those things are gifts of the Spirit. The Word of God is still the Word of God. But just because somebody reads scripture doesn't mean that they are reading it from the right heart. Just because somebody is teaching the word doesn't mean that they are teaching it from the right heart. And this is why I tell people the dividing line of discerning someone is not the word of God because the devil knows scripture. The dividing line of discerning somebody is the Holy Spirit. The Bible calls him the authenticator. The Bible says the Holy Spirit, he is the authenticator of the things of God. So we need the Holy Spirit. Ask the Lord for more of his spirit. Ask him for more. Ask him, say, God, I need more discernment when it comes to kingdom connections. Is this person connected for me? Am I wanting to be connected to this person because they have a lot of followers on Instagram, because they have a lot of money, because they're gifted and they're a prophet? or because they're gifted and they're a worship singer. Why do I really want to be connected to them? God, do I really trust that you will be my promoter and not man? Do I trust it? Do I trust it? Am I motivated for influence and money? And then when I get the influence, am I truly somebody that has been found faithful and can be trusted to lift your name up when I get this influence that I believe I'm quote unquote called to have. Because a lot of us think that the masses or the amount of people that follow us equates to God's affirmation and the anointing of God on our lives. And I'm telling you, that's not true. I have seen the most authentic and dopest teachings that don't even have a thousand views. And the thing is, the reason why that is is because a lot of Christians don't want the stuff that they need. They want the stuff that they want. <laughs> so if there's a teaching that isn't as enjoyable or isn't as deep or doesn't stir up as much curiosity, and so now we're getting to the point to where even with preaching, I understand preaching is, there. there is a tactic to preaching so that the crowd can understand you, but now it's getting to the point to where we're trying to people please and we're creating greater levels of seeker-friendly fr seeker Christianity to where it's like, we got to keep the crowd engaged. We got to keep the crowd wanting more. When the word should be able to do its job on its own. And if you can articulate the word with clarity and people don't want it, it's because they don't want God. It's because they want something more than God and his word. It's because there's a desire flaring up within them that goes beyond the things of the spirit. And it's carnal. It's fleshly. And it's not what God is desiring to pour out in this generation. So us as people who are Christians, who are truly decided on who we will speak for and people that we people us knowing that some of us are called to influence, some of us are called to business in different spheres for the kingdom. We have to stand on who we are 
And we have to stand on the principles of God. And we cannot let seeker-friendly uh, Christianity cause us to compromise our assignment and our mandate as who we are to the Lord. So I hope this blessed you because this this type of stuff is sobering. Not every kingdom person is your kingdom connection, and that's okay. Ask the Lord to help you identify your circle. When you're when you're truly satisfied, you don't go searching for all this other stuff. And so I'm not saying that you shouldn't be looking to establish new connections, but there should be a point in your Christian life that you have enough brothers and sisters in Christ to hold you down to say, okay, you know what, God, I feel like these are the people that you've called to me. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay if you don't add anybody else. I'm open to it. But if you don't, it's okay. And then in the midst of me having this community, I won't rely on them to fill my voids, but I rely on you. When I feel lonely, I won't just call my brother or my sister, but I'll call on you. When I'm feeling less than or rejected, I won't just call on my brothers or my sisters in Christ, but I'll call on you and I'll allow you to fill me because your word declares that in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. God, help us to be discerned. Show us who is for us and who isn't and give us the patience to wait and to see the fruit of individuals before we connect to them. Amen. I hope this blessed y'all and I'll be back with another episode soon.